This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. First of all, I want to introduce our special guest, and I've got George McKay from the Straight Talk Wrestling Podcast. So, George, brilliant to be speaking to you. It's the first time we've ever spoken, and the first time you've been on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. So, uh, good evening where you are. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. Uh, Going to talk wrestling with another podcaster. It's a good Friday. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we were speaking a bit off air, George, and uh, I know that we're all kind of going through a bit of a strange time in, in the world with COVID-19, the coronavirus. So we both said that we were both uh, key workers, both essential workers. So our days and our routine hasn't changed too much. Uh, but of course, we're getting we're having to get used to not having wrestling um, like we used to. I mean, you go to a lot of shows ordinarily, and we'll talk about that very, very soon. We haven't got the the kind of wall-to-wall coverage of wrestling that we would normally have. Um, like I say, fantastic to have you on the podcast. And we've been interacting and engaging uh, via social media for a little while now. Um, and like I say, we, we kind of share content between our social pages. Uh, and, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, you've got the Straight Talk wrestling podcast um so as i like to do at the beginning of every single episode is to talk a little bit about your, your content uh your, your podcast but um it is something that's very dear to my heart because i love doing interviews and that's pretty much what you do that's pretty much what the straight talk wrestling podcast is all about is is wrestling interviews so tell us a bit about your podcast then george well uh started now going on two and a half years um started off kind of as a um, a rundown of Raw and SmackDown and then mm. branching out into all the other kind of promotions, ROH, New Japan Pro, uh, NXT, AEW was just kind of percolating at the time when we started. It hadn't really been official yet. Now it's about a year in mm. and um, obviously including Impact Wrestling as well, which is a, now a Canadian homegrown promotion because uh, Scott Demore and Gail Kim, who are both Canadians, uh, have taken that over. And um, then it became kind of this snowball thing where we were getting a little bit of traction, but not a whole lot. Then uh, we had there was originally three of us, me and my former co-hosts, Steve, the animal Mitchell and uh, the voice Michelle Arujo, who are no longer with me. Uh, I kind of took the reins over about a year now and have been running pretty much wild with the interviews when Steve was still around. We did start the interviews and then it just kind of snowballed. We did one interview, went really well, made a connection. That wrestler knew that wrestler, that promoter knew that wrestler, kind of name dropped. And oh, yeah, okay, you interviewed him. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Oh, you interviewed her. Okay, great, I'll do that too. Um, And then it just kind of struck up like wildfire. And I got to say, over the last year and a half, Probably from episode 79 all the way up to now. I just dropped episode 133 uh, yesterday, which was my interview with uh, current NWA women's champion Thunder Rosa. It just kind of steamrolled and it's been a, a blessing. It's been a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, a lot yeah. of working around work, uh, <laughs> dealing with wrestlers and their schedules because before COVID 19, it was very hard to get a hold of some of them. And sometimes you only had a half an hour at 10 30 on a Friday. So you just find a way to make it work. And um, since the one good thing about COVID-19 is that all the wrestler schedules have pretty much opened up. 
So anybody that I wanted to get back on the show to do another interview or any other wrestlers I was going after, uh, I've been able to get a hold of them quite easy because other than social media, they're just like we are probably going to their full time jobs or staying at home. Yeah. So it's worked out as a blessing, I guess you'd say, at least for podcasters anyways. <laughs> yes, that's that's the same. Uh, I, I felt the same as well. But um, I mean, when we see the promotional photos of, of, of you with the wrestler, do you do the interviews at the shows or have you done the interviews at the shows or do you tend to kind of um, get to know the wrestler at the shows and then arrange uh, a, a kind of a date in the future to Skype them or phone them? How do you conduct your interviews on the, on the most part? Well, I have kind of a my own process, which is probably, I guess, the standard process across the thing is I follow them on social media first. I see what shows they're going to be at, see what shows I can make it out to or what I can attend, because I like to meet them in person. Mm. I like to see how they work in the ring, how they conduct themselves. And if it's an easy, you know, right away, boom, instant chemistry, I'll approach them with my business card and say, hey, you know, I got a podcast, love to sit down with you. And sometimes we do schedule them at the next show. I have done a few interviews on location at the shows but most yeah. of the time it's either over phone or it's skype or when they used to they used to come over to my home because i record all of my stuff what i like to call the straight talk studios but it's my man cave basements it's got my ps4 my xbox 360 <laughs> and it's got my mac and all my audio equipment down here and they come down they look at all the pictures and the autographs so i'm just looking around as i'm talking to you some of the wrestlers that I've been able to meet and the autographs that I have, my basement walls are pretty much filling up. I don't oh, have I don't have much more room down here right now. But um, it's been a surreal experience. And, and a lot of them have been very easy to talk to. And we've actually become uh, very good friends. I'm very adverse here in the um, Ontario, Canada indie scene. And we have such an amazing scene, probably like just like you do back where you are in uh, the United Kingdom and Britain yes. and stuff like that. The indie scene here is just incredible. There are so many promotions and so many people to meet and get affiliated with and promotions that I, I'm very proud to uh, represent myself with. Uh, a couple to mention would be Destiny Wrestling, which is one of the best promotions yep. in Canada, not Indeed. just Ontario, in Canada. The guys they brought out, they brought a lot of uh, your hometown boys out, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, yep. uh, Marty Scroll. Uh, Jordan Devlin was supposed to come March 22nd, but COVID-19 lockdown happened over here on March 16th. So that show kind of got kiboshed, but we've met so many fantastic. Rich Swan was there. So many fantastic, you know, big name talents came down to this smaller promotion and they just rocked the house. And then there's Crossbody Pro Wrestling out in Kitchener. Uh, head of the company is two guys, Notorious TID who is one half of the Dirty Vets, which is a tag team that uh, runs pretty much out of there. And the other one is Ben Ortmans, uh, who is the, um, I guess you say the other half. He's kind of the producer, does everything, booker, all the storylines, handles all that day-to-day -day stuff. And the guys, just like George Menendez, who runs um, Destiny, they're both just incredible human beings, um, very welcoming. You know, business as usual types open the doors to you, but if you... You cross them. Sometimes relationship gets burned. Luckily enough, I haven't crossed them, but there have been other podcasters who have kind of gone about and done some shady stuff. So luckily, my relationship is still very well intact with the two of them, which has been nice. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, other great promotions like uh, the Battle Arts Pro Wrestling promotion run by Santino Morella. Uh, AKA Anthony Corelli. Uh, he used to, obviously, if you watch WDB, everyone knows who Santino Morello is. Oh yeah. He has, he has his own school. Uh, I'm very good friends with him and his daughter 
And yeah, man, it's just, well, I shouldn't say very good friends with him. I'm very good friends with his daughter. I've met him and interviewed him a couple of times and he's a fantastic person as well. He's opened up his roster to me. I try to support the indie scene here and brag about it as much as I can. But at the same time, I try to selfishly keep it to myself because I don't want to share it. It's so <laughs> damn good. I don't want to share it with the rest of the world, but there's just so many amazing talents out here from the bubblegum princess, Alexia Nicole to uh, Holden Albright um, uh, Black Lavender, Lionel Knight, uh, Gabriel Fuerza, Justin Sane, The Night Train, Golden Gun, Mark Wheeler. Uh, the list goes on and on and on of these amazing talents. The hacker, Scotty O'Shea, uh, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, the king of strong Canadian strong style. I mean, the list just goes on and oh, on yeah. and on of the great talent that we have here. And a lot of those people have been uh, on Impact Wrestling. Uh, Josh does have a contract with Impact Wrestling. He's one half of the North Tag Team Champions oh, with okay. uh, Ethan Page. Yeah. So you can catch them on Impact all the time. Alexia Nicole has made appearances on Impact as well. So has Holden Albright. Uh, Gabriel Flares, I'm not 100% sure about. I know Ben has done some production work behind the scenes for Impact Wrestling. George and Scott Demore are very, very close friends. So it's kind of as, as much as the community's big, it's small. Yeah. And there's there's it's just a fascinating and every promotion has their own style, has their own speed, their own flavor. And they're all fantastic in their own way. And of course, obviously, with Santino Morello, you've got kind of a streamlined right to the WWE. That's actually where the first Canadian tryout SummerSlam weekend last year was held was at the Battle Arch facility. Ah, oh, very fascinating. Yeah. But some of the bigger names that uh, some of my listeners might be familiar with that you've interviewed Quite recently, you've interviewed uh, PCO, and that, that's, that's somebody that I've got on my wish list. I really want to speak to PCO. He's got a fascinating story. Um, and, of course, a bit, bit of a weird crossover to the WrestleMania 9 uh, kind of storyline that we, we're going to be discussing very, very soon. But also Duke the Dumpster, Drose, uh, Jimmy Corderas, who's also been on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast, uh, Fred Ottman or Tugboat, Shockmaster, whatever you want to call him, Tyson Dukes, Madman Fulton. So you've interviewed some big names, but you do also as you mentioned, um, interview some smaller names from the indie, indie promotions around your area. My question to you is, George, what's some of the, the, the really fun interviews that you remember, some of the, the more standout interviews that uh, you really enjoyed doing, above and beyond some of the bigger names? Um, any particular interviews that uh, you would class as some of your favourites? Yeah, uh, it's hard. It's really, really hard to pick some, but uh, it's a tough question, so kudos to you, because I always say I ask the tough questions on my show, so uh, <laughs> kudos to you. Um, right off the bat, I would have to say uh, the bubblegum princess, Alexia Nicole. I've interviewed her twice. One dropped last January. I just re-interviewed her, and that episode will be dropping in sometime in June. Uh, she's just fantastic. She's so humble. She's such a fantastic person. She stands four foot eleven, but she can pretty much bench press me, and I weigh about almost 300 pounds, so uh She's a, she's a strong girl. She's a tough girl. And she represents the women, women's indie scene in Ontario fantastically. Uh, another great interview that um, was just so much fun. And I went into it not sure what I was going to expect was um, the one I just dropped, which was, uh, well, I mean, it's not really a small name, but this one stands for me, Thunder Rosa from NWA. She really yes. opened up to me and it was 
quite a it was just a fascinating and fantastic conversation uh, another great one would have to be uh, Lionel Knight Black Lavender we interviewed him last uh, I interviewed him last uh, March April and he's just a class act and he's helped you know get out there um, but one that really kind of stands out for me and I look back at with complete and utter fondness would have to be um alessandro del bruno he's a uh, italian a canadian wrestler and the conversation him and i had was just epic we talked so much about um you know life wrestling uh especially both i'm half italian i'm also proudly half scottish as well and um he's full italian we talked all about sunday dinners pasta sugo all that kind of stuff that was great and another one that would probably stand uh would have to be uh the one i did with psycho mike um he mentioned before we did the interview that podcasts are not really his thing he he finds himself very uncomfortable and we did the interview we had a lot of fun and then i ran into him at a crossbody show must have been four months later and he still remembered me and he kind of said to me just between him and I, when I was, we were just shooting the shit. He's like, dude, that was one of the best interviews I ever did. You are absolutely engaging and comfortable to speak to. And I felt like I'd known you for years and that's what kind of makes it worth it. I mean, a lot of people think us podcasters, you know, we're making money off the merch and we're making money off the listens. My podcast is completely free. I don't have a patron page. I don't plan on starting one. Um, and I, yeah, I've got merchandise. I've sold maybe 10 shirts since I've had them out. Yeah. So it's not a whole lot, but everything that I've sold, I put back into the podcast for better equipment, um, you know, to upgrade my plan uh, with my uh, host, which is Podbean. And, um, you know, I haven't really made a whole lot off of this, but the connections, the memories, the conversations, those you can't put a price on those. You can't yeah. put a price on any of those because I cherish it. And I look at, like I said, my basement, my wall, all the people that I've been able to connect with, all the friends that I have uh in the wrestling industry here in ontario but the legends that i've been able to speak to through the connections that i have it's been incredible it's been a crazy ride something that i always joked around with my former co-host which was steve the animal mitchell we joked a lot about uh for years because both of us are huge wrestling fans for years like we should start a podcast we should start a podcast i honestly say this with a little bit of regret if i had started this 10 years earlier I have no idea where this thing would be right now. I'd probably be fighting for ratings wars with, you know, talk is Jericho <laughs> just cause you know, in two years, what I put into it yeah. and how much I've gotten back. If I had started this in my mid twenties, I might even be commentating next to the worst commentator in the business, which is Michael Cole right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might be Corey Graves if I, if I had started this 10 years earlier, but you can't live in the past. You can only live in now. And those were some of the best conversations that I had. But like I said, those are the only ones that are sticking out in my head. I know that when we hang up the phone, once this interview's done, I'm going to sit there and go, damn it. Oh, I, I should have mentioned this one. Or I should have mentioned this one. And as for the legends, um, I'd have to say my favorite legends, one that I interviewed was uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossy. He got so open, so honest. And that's why the podcast is called Straight Talk Wrestling, because everything we talk about is straight up. Yeah. And one thing I love doing is when I do do an interview, I pride myself on doing the research. If it's somebody I don't know or, or, or a legend that I have forgotten, I will go back and relook at things and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Forgot about that. One that was surreal, too, was the 20 minute conversation I had with Tommy Dreamer, thanks to uh, Jan Murphy, who is a uh, affiliated with the WWE very, very, very um, religiously. He um, uh, writes up everything WWE related from WrestleMania to SummerSlam uh, from the Toronto Star. He was a reporter. Now he's actually switched um, careers into a slowdown kind of lifestyle pace. He does more freelance with the Toronto Star. He's not full time with them anymore. 
but he was the reason that I was able to get Tommy Dreamer for 20 minutes because I had him on my show and we started talking and I was like, dude, I'd love to come out to the event that you were having because he had legends like Bret Hart coming out. He had Tugbo coming out when I met him there. Uh, Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Coderas. Through Jan Murphy, I really made all those big connections. And Fred Ottman, man, that guy was just incredible. He was like, when I met him, multiple times, oh, yeah, hit me up on Facebook. I hit him up on Facebook. He accepted my friend request. Now, I, I mean, I have Fred Ortman, Duke the Dumpster Drossy, uh, Jimmy Corderas. We're all friends of mine on Facebook. It's pretty surreal <laughs> it when really you think is, about being it? a kid watching <laughs> these guys. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it, exactly. You know, it's incredible that your story is so, so reminiscent to, to my story. And, and tens of other podcasters out there you know it's something that we kind of fall into by mistake or by accident and then before we know it you know we're kind of living out our our, our, our dreams uh, by getting in touch and, and building bonds with these wrestlers and you know legends that we grew up watching interviewing them on our podcast and yeah, your, your, your story echoes my story uh, so, so much. It's unbelievable. But um, another question for you then, George. I mean, who's on your wish list? Who would you love to reach out to? Who would you love to have on the podcast? Who would you love to interview sometime in the future? Man, I mean, if he wasn't passed on, Owen Hart definitely would be top of my list. He's been yeah. my all-time favorite forever next to Triple H. Um, Brett the Hitman Hart is definitely someone on my wish list. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, I've kind of been going back and forth with Teddy Hart right now. We're trying to work something out there and he's somebody that's been on my wish list. Uh, but definitely at the top of my list right now, like if somebody said I can set this up for you tomorrow would be Marty Scroll. I have been a Marty Scroll guy forever from when he was party Marty. I thought the guy was there's something special about him. And when he switched over to the villain character, the persona, he brought that out. I was instantaneously hooked. And then he joined the Bullet Club, ROH. And that's actually how the PCO interview happened. I reached out to the marketing uh, manager for ROH. Him and I went back and forth a little bit on email. And I said, you know, I'd love to do Marty. And at the time, Marty was still freelancing with ROH. He had not resigned. So he couldn't guarantee me Marty. But he's like, you know what? I can guarantee you PCO. And I remember it was a bad snowstorm down here and I got an email from him at 6.15 right when I was just about to leave to go pick my wife up because she didn't drive in the snow. And he messaged me and he goes, okay, PCO's here. Here's his number. Call him. He's ready to do half an hour right now. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I didn't know that this was going to go down. So I scrambled last minute. Thankfully, I have followed PCO for some time. So I had enough information to kind of go into the interview blindly. And um, when I called him, I called him like I got the email. He, the guy said he sent to me at six o'clock, but I didn't get it till 615. So when I called PCO, I was like, oh, you're supposed to call at six. I'm like, I apologize. Let me know how much time we have. He goes, how long? How long do your, your interviews usually run? I'm like, I try to keep it in around 40 to 45 minutes. He's like, done. Push record. Let's go. It's for the fans. It's for you. And we just had a great conversation. And uh, uh, it was just a surreal experience. And I remember calling my wife two minutes before I called PCO. I'm like, babe, I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't come get you right now. PCO's, I got I got an interview with PCO. She's like, no problem. I'll take capital. She's like, do your thing. And my wife has been behind me in this whole thing from day one. My kids, my one daughter, my 10-year-old, I call her the mini host. Yeah. She comes out to me with all the shows and she's made she's more famous than i am the wrestlers <laughs> like flock to her when they see her and they all want to take pictures with her she makes them these little bracelets and trinkets all the time and they all just they all just love her and um you know what another interview actually that stands out uh one i did was with uh, frankie the beast king 
uh, Marc-Andre Blouzanger. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, my French is horrible. But um, he his interview was probably one of the most uh, emotional, one of the most humbling. Uh, it's still available up on my podcast. Like I said, you can check him out where you get all your podcasts. Uh, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, Spreaker, uh, Podbean, if you have the app, uh, Stitcher. Uh, all those those apps are, are my my podcast, my shows on there. And his interview was one of the most emotional. And at the end, I just I asked him, I said, you know, what's one thing Frankie still wants to do? And he got really serious, really somber. And he said, you know, one more TV run. I, I'd love to to have a TV run in me and uh, to to take a company to kind of let next level if given the opportunity. And when he did it, you know what? I, I got a little misty eyed. I'm not going to lie because yeah, yeah. I felt for him. He's had such a, a rough career, but he's such a talented cat. And um, he's one of those guys that won't, you know, take a back seat or won't, you know, give in to his character. This is who his character is. This is what he bleeds and lives for. And he's going to fight to keep that character in integrity. So he's turned down gigs for like PG shows. He's turned ga- down gigs for family friendly shows because his character is, is very dark, very yeah. demonic. Guy comes out with a snake on his head. Like, that's not something you want to have a three or four year old kid seeing for the first time at their first wrestling show. So honestly, it's though. I mean, definitely Marty scrolls at the top of my wish list. I met him a few times at destiny, gave him my card. And he's the one who said, you know, unfortunately, because I am affiliated with our, I can't just do it. So you have to email him. And I did. And, uh, I sent the guy the link for the PCO interview. I never heard back, Mm. but I'm hoping, you know, in a couple more days or weeks, uh, I'll give it another shot, reach out to him and say, hey, listen, uh, can we revisit Marty or can we revisit Flip? ROH is a company that I've been a fan of since Kevin Steen was there. And I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. If you if you listen to the podcast, I yeah. pretty much rep him and Triple H on almost a regular basis next to Sting. Uh, those are like my three favorites. And Owen, of course, four favorites there uh, all time. And um, I've been I've been in love with ROH for a long time, man. Just wrestling in general. You know what I mean? Like wrestling was something yeah. that if I had the shittiest day in the world, I could come home, uh, put on a classic DVD or a classic match or anything like that. And I could forget about everything bad in the world for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, depending on how long that match was. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't get it. If you're not a fan and you're just oh, they're, they're guys that wrestle around their underwear for a belt. No, no, you're an ignorant human being. These are men and women who put their lives on the line for 300 plus days a year. They don't play 82 games, basketball and hockey. They don't play 18 weeks like football. They don't play three months like European, you know, soccer. Yeah. They don't play, um, you know, 162 games like baseball. These guys go 300 plus days a year. They're away from their families. They're literally taking bumps almost every night. And it's not a padded mat. It's not like a ultrasound or, or Obis 4 mattress. This is, uh, uh, you know, uh, two inches of padding by four two by fours yeah. by plated steel. Like, people who don't understand don't get it. And I, I love getting into debates. I have a few friends of mine who still don't understand why I do this podcast, uh, tell me to grow up all the time. It's like I am growing up. I, I'm an adult who who loves watching this art form, this dance. Because exactly. that's exactly what it yeah. is. It's two people in a ring telling a story without words in the most choreographed dance. Yes, the outcomes are already predetermined. But how they get from A to B is all a beautiful art form. Yeah. And people don't, it they, doesn't get, it's still to this day and age, even with the height of the attitude era and all the things, wrestling does not get the respect that it deserves. And it's sad. It's really, really sad. 
Yeah, it's the greatest art form as far as I'm concerned, and I know that you agree with that. But uh, thank you so much for kind of giving us a, a rundown on your podcast and your favourite interviews. And you mentioned that you're available on all, all popular podcast platforms. You mentioned Podbean and uh, Apple and Google. Um, are, are you on YouTube yet, George? Have you kind of dabbled into YouTube videos or uh, releasing your stuff on YouTube? Uh, we are on YouTube. Um, I wasn't really using the YouTube page to its full capacity. So I was releasing the episodes on YouTube, just kind of in audio files. Yes. But most recently, my daughter has, a, a, you know, expressed how she wants to get more involved in the show. So her being as adorable as she is and me having the radio voice that I have, I felt it better to put her in front of the camera. So we actually did start um, something right before COVID-19 happened. She was able to interview five mem- four members of the Battle Arts roster, uh, Bianca Corelli, Anthony Corelli's uh, daughter, yeah. uh, Joe Mack, one half of the Battle Arts Tag Team Champions, Amy Crimson, her episode I did with her dropped two weeks ago. Uh, she's the Battle Arts Women's Champion, and Carew, who is a formal Battle Arts Heavyweight Champion. He's a fantastic guy. I had him on the show back in November. Uh, she did a little segment called Five Questions with the Mini Host. She asked them five real-life questions to what's your favorite dog, your favorite kind of ice cream, who's your favorite artist right now, so forth and so on. So all four of those videos are up on the YouTube page, and everything's pretty much the same. The YouTube page is Straight Talk Wrestling. You'll be able to find that, plus all my episodes available on there. Uh, the audio files only, but I am mixing it up, trying to do a little bit more uh, with the YouTube page. And when, you know, whatever COVID-19 ends, uh, I would love to uh, experiment more with the YouTube page and try to get that going, maybe monetize that one day. And um, other than that, though, man, I just want to get back to an indie show. As soon as COVID-19 is gone, the first thing I'm doing is going out buying tickets to any indie show I can get my hands on. <laughs> I can anyway. tell that you're, you're rich in to leave the house and to... Uh, go and see a live show again, George. And hopefully that won't be too far off. Uh, I mean, there's so much talk out there that, you know, especially when you listen to rumors of uh, you know, President Trump wanting to reopen America as soon as possible. So you never know if he gets his way. Um, wrestling events might not be too far off. But uh, of course, you know, the safety of of, 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 of the nation, of, uh, uh, you know, humanity is paramount. And uh, I'd say, you know, keep the lockdown, lockdown going a little bit longer if it means uh, that we don't have second or third waves and that we can enjoy wrestling uh properly sooner rather than later george mm-hmm. absolutely i couldn't agree more george mckay thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on the wrestling with Jonas podcast my friend i appreciate it man i appreciate you having me I, I it's an honor to talk with you it's an honor to be on your show and uh i hope everyone enjoyed this episode Indeed. But before we let you go, uh, an opportunity, George, for you to throw out any social media channels or uh, any handles, your, your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Where can my listeners go out and find you, say hi to you, uh, find out more about you and find out more about Straight Talk Wrestling? Uh, on Twitter, I am underscore at Straight Talk. Um, on Twitter or on Instagram and Facebook, it's just Straight Talk Wrestling. At Instagram, it's all one word. At Facebook, you can search up the page. Uh, you can message me across all three platforms. I do get back on a regular basis to anybody that has questions, even episode ideas. And YouTube, you can find me on YouTube, Straight Talk Wrestling. Uh, you can also search my uh, public profile, George McKay, on Facebook. Super. I got about 3,000 friends now, but uh, once I hit 5,000, you can still follow me, I guess. So there we go. Uh, come check out all the content. And uh, it's been an absolute honor to talk with you. I've enjoyed your podcast for a while as well. 
and you and I are kind of racing. You're at episode 127. Yeah. I'm sitting at episode 133. <laughs> so we're kind of riding each other's coattails. It's been pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Indeed, indeed. But um, I, I've actually learned a lot from from you and uh, our interactions through Messenger. And certainly, what, what, one advice that you gave me kind of when we first started talking was was you got to be persistent. And and if a wrestler doesn't get back to you on 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 one uh, one uh, media outlet, Twitter, for example, then then chase them on Instagram. Or you know, you've really got to kind of be persistent and uh you know to let them know that you you really want to speak to that individual so i've taken that on board and i've uh, adopted that method so thank you george i appreciate that john thank you very much there we go well uh, uh george all of the social media handles that you just mentioned will will make sure that they're added to the description of this podcast so for any of my listeners that want to kind of reach out to george uh find out more about george and straight talk wrestling just click into the description of the podcast and all of the links will be there so thank you very much george hopefully sometime in the future we can have you back on the wrestling with john's podcast maybe to discuss another one of your favorite matches so that'd be pretty cool to do that sometime in the future but uh, i really appreciate you coming on the wrestling with john's podcast and best of luck to you and uh, to your family and uh, with all of your fantastic content creation with your podcast uh, for the future my friend but um, uh, but thank you very much for everybody uh, that's listened to this first ever watch along that we've done on the wrestling with john's podcast it was a a real blast to speak to george uh, and especially to cover brett versus owen from wrestlemania 10 so uh, please keep it tuned to the wrestling with john's podcast and if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast please don't forget to spread the word tell your friends and tell your family don't forget to subscribe to the Wrestling with John's podcast on whatever uh, platform you're listening to us on, or maybe YouTube, so you don't miss out on a single episode. Uh, thanks again to George. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll catch up with you all again soon.